Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. This show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I'm Will Brinson, joined by... John Breach, Ryan Wilson is doing some kind of draft show, sellout, and of course, the power ranking practitioner himself, Pete Prisco. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, make sure to subscribe. If you're listening to any of the various podcast platforms, give us a five-star review. One back in the feed, we have a New Year's recap. Uh, New Year's Eve, myself, Breach, and Wilson broke down um, almost all of week eight Week 17, excuse me, including the dangerous Texans and CJ Stroud banging on the playoff door. Let's dive into Pete's week. Oh, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Happy I'm New good. Year, Pete. By the way, uh, don't say Happy New Year because it's it's expired. Happy New Year, that. pal. Uh, Wait, what? When does the window expire? New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Then done. I, no. t- I, told, I told somebody on HQ yesterday, I was like, make sure if you see Pete in the hallways at the office on like the 10th to tell him Happy New Year. You know, it's funny. When I used to go to games in the playoffs, I'd be like the third week of the playoffs, and I'd see somebody I hadn't seen. they go, hey, Pete, Happy New Year. I'd go, that was about 25 days ago. What are you talking about? I feel like I feel like the first five days of the year, if it's somebody you see regularly, is fine. Like, how many people told you Happy New Year in the office today? A couple. And I told them. I said, that was yesterday. Right, but I mean, like, it's their first time seeing, they see you every week, it's their first time seeing you in the office. This is like a whole different segment of Happy New Year. What do you, come on, it's just like a resolution. Have you ever made a resolution you kept? Um, Twice. Which one? What were they? I made a resolution to stop drinking soda, and I just don't drink it anymore. Unless it's with alcohol, but I don't. But that's not really, really a resolution. I'm just but you do drink it with drink. alcohol? <laughs> well, but it's, I don't drink that often. Drink what soda was the other one? often, not alcohol. What was the other one? <laughs> to drink more alcohol with soda. <laughs> right. right. He, he <laughs> what was your second one, Breach? I don't remember. I just, I just you don't remember? Straight, that's a lie. You said two. You definitely remember. He great. got healthier, yeah. Brinson. He switched to straight vodka. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now he just chugs tequila. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not huge on resolutions. I think that there's some. There's some value to it if you if you're specific about it. But a lot of times it can be, I'm going to lose weight, go to the gym more often, and like that's so vague and nebulous that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know what? You know what the best resolution of all is? Just enjoy your damn life while you're alive. Every year, you know what I mean. Here we are. It's 2024. Woo! It's going to be the greatest year of all time. Every year should be the greatest year of all time. Make the most of all of it. Because ain't, believe me, when see, you get to my age, there ain't that many left. <laughs> I did see a funny what tweet from Briscoe. From, uh, uh, well, I, I, you know, this calls out various media members, so I'm not going to read it. But um, Rob Pozzola, day one of 2024, redacted calls LSU Wisconsin under his favorite bet of the year. Market seems heavily against him, gets smoked. Redacted, can't figure out why he's getting served up ads based on his search history while viewing the ESPN NFL standings. <laughs> Redacted, calls Alabama and Texas to win by seven plus, both lose outright. Redacted, post terrible threat on betting NFL incentives in week 18 before market is even open. We're off to an incredible start, folks. I mean, hey, look, if that's, if that's, we got some good football yesterday. Alabama, Michigan, and uh, Washington, Texas were great football games. You know, it's great, though. And that was good football, really was. And you know me, I'm a stickler for stupid coaching. Okay, <laughs> let's go to stupid coaching 101. What the hell did Jim Harbaugh call timeout at the end of the game? That was so weird. And nobody explained it. Nobody, I, didn't, I, I haven't seen an explanation of it anywhere. And then you're Washington, you're up 10, your quarterback shredding everybody. What are you running a flea flicker for? for in the, what yeah. are they doing? And it then actually, it's awesome. At the end of the game, if they take three knees, there's 16 seconds left, and they uh, and that that the game's basically over. What what the hell were they doing? They ran a play, the guy got hurt, and they had to stop the clock. Unbelievable. Um, the, the Harbaugh thing at the end of the by the way, I think Harbaugh might be doing the Tom Brady secret boycott of ESPN because remember, um, remember Desmond Howard got mad at Pete Thamel on College Game Day because Pete Thamel yeah. didn't do the reporting in the Michigan crowd. Well, Harbaugh after at his post game interview, Holly Rose like coach. He's like, yeah, it's this guy better than us. All right, here's JJ McCarthy. He was like, what? That was weird. And then he gets up there. Reese Davis is like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Jim, you know, that second half aggression on offense and the, the big fourth down going for it. What was that? He was like, happy new year, everybody. And who's got it better than us? You said it best. Nobody. All right, I'm out of here. It was like, what? What is happening? Well, here? he always, he always pawns the player off. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's done that his whole career. Okay. That's, that's who he is. He's, I, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a hardball fan. I want to, I want I would be wins the national championship and, and leaves Michigan and comes back to the NFL. What about you? Chargers. He's got Chargers. Chargers. You think it's going to happen? If they want to pay, if they pay, that's the question. Are they going to pay? Um, I mean, he just wins or, everywhere he goes. He's got 12 and a half million a year on the table at Michigan. I, I think the Chargers have to show up with at least 15 to pry him away, especially if he's coming off a national title. Well, I mean, but reportedly, how many dogs have that built-in quarterback when you're open like that? Not many. Never. And remember right. what Harbaugh did with the 49ers when he arrived there? Speaking of the 49ers, they're the number one, number two team in your power ranking. The Ravens up to number one. Ravens maintained their number one spot after smacking the creep out of the Dolphins. Uh, they locked up the number one seed. Niners have locked up the number one seed in the NFC. So you're going to see both those teams get a bye. Do you think we end up seeing them meet in the postseason in the Super Bowl, Pete? No, I do not. Why not? I think this season has been so weird that the playoffs are going to be even weirder. Rams and Bills, Uh, baby. Rams and Bills. I think this might be one of those years where we see one 
six or seven seed make a run. And I don't know who it is, but one of them might make a run. Rams and Bills. Or five, or five even. I mean, I just, it's just so, you know, so hard to predict. It really is. It, every week in and week out. Would it, would it surprise you to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl? No. I just said Rams and Bills. No. Yeah, I don't know if the Rams, I mean, the Bills at least could have home game. The Rams will have no home game. That's what yeah, the Bills mean. also could miss the playoffs. The Rams are yeah. in the playoffs. Do you think that, okay, do you think the Bills missed the playoffs, Breach? Um, I, no, I think they win Sunday night, but I would okay. not. I wouldn't bet money on them winning because I'm not as confident as I think I should be. I, I think the Bills win Sunday. And yeah, the, the Bills can I just think to me, Pete, this is a year where you you do have look, Lamar Jackson's awesome. He's an elite quarterback. There's no question about it. He's playing great from the pocket. Ravens defense is awesome. If he doesn't play on Sunday against the Steelers, Breach pointed this out on on this on the on the recap show. He could miss. He could be like not play football for like three plus weeks. It sort of feels like the Ravens are that team. Um, and I mean, like not. I mean, you know, we were going to talk about the Pop Tart Bowl mascot. I, I feel like NC State really got hurt by not that the Pop Tart Bowl matters, but you know, like it's one of those where having that much time to sit out. Yeah, but let's not forget that they've also not. He hasn't been great in the postseason either. That's a proven ground for him. That's another caveat in the whole thing. So, and Purdy hasn't had a postseason. I mean, he got hurt in his postseason game. Yep. I mean, he had some, but he hasn't had much. Right. So, I, I think, I think when you look at it from that standpoint, I think it's wide open. It really is. It wouldn't surprise me to see. I mean, when the playoffs start, it's going to be hard to eliminate anybody from making a run, in my mind. Right. Well, think about the NFC. We're going to have. Assuming that now that the Eagles have left things wide open, you have the Cowboys hosting a seven seed that could be that's what could it be Green Bay or Minnesota? It could be Green Bay. It could be, Green right. Bay. It could be the Rams. Right. Could be the Rams. It could be the I, Vikings. I mean, it could be the Saints. They could literally be, the Vikings, have five the different teams they could play. Right. But I'm telling you that I know Dallas has been great at home. Matthew Stafford or Jordan Love, just because of how hot they can get, can go in there and beat and beat Dallas in Dallas. Now, conversely. I know Matthew Stafford can go into Detroit and win. Like that game was, we have to get that game. I really want that game. And then I think, you know, the Eagles could easily lose in Tampa Bay or in New Orleans. Like that's how poorly they're playing right now. So all of a sudden you can have total chaos and you can, that means you could get, let's say the Cowboys went in the two spot. And then all of a sudden you've got the Rams going to San Francisco. And I know San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan have owned Sean McVay in the regular season. They did get him in the playoffs. Like I don't think it'll be a cakewalk for 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 San Francisco by any stretch of the imagination. No, and then if you go to the AFC, okay, uh, I could throw Jacksonville out there if they win the division. Okay, they're getting Kirk back. They got Cam Robinson back. They're getting Zay Jones back. They're going to have Trevor Lawrence back. If they get in, they could beat the Browns. That's who they'd play at home. Uh, they hung with the Browns the first time they played them. They should have won that game. They, they, they can absolutely beat the Browns. The Browns could also absolutely beat the Jaguars. And then if, if, the, if Jacksonville was the four team to win and say the two, who would be the two? The two would be Buffalo would beat the seven. That would mm -hmm. be um, who would Buffalo would beat? The Colts or the Texans. Col the te Colts or Texans or the Steelers. They would beat them. The three would be the beat the six. I think would be uh, who would that be? That would be the Chiefs um, and Dolphins. If you think Chiefs, Dolphins. Yeah, Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Dolphins, so then Jacksonville will go play the one seed. They have no chance against the Ravens. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do agree that like there's 
There is a lot of chance for chaos. Now, but I will say this, though. Having said that, when Jacksonville played the Ravens, they had four scoring opportunities inside the 30-yard yeah. line in the in the first half and came away with nothing, remember? But Pete, a- I'll say this because you mentioned that I actually think Jacksonville played much better against the Ravens than they did against the Browns, even yeah. though the Browns game was closer because they kind of got a couple scores in garbage time to make that close. But as you pointed out, Jaguars played a great first half, but just made too many dumb mistakes with the missed field goals, the botched clock management that cost them a field goal, the the Trevor Lawrence fumble where nobody touched him. I mean, just all these bizarre things. Uh, but since we're talking about the Ravens 49ers, let me ask you this. Since you don't think they'll be facing each other in the Super Bowl, who do you think has the better chance of getting to the Super Bowl out of those two teams? Do you think the path is easier in the AFC or the NFC? I think it's easier in the NFC. I, I think it's I agree. much easier in the NFC. There, I, I, there's, in the Chiefs, NFC. Okay, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. They're still yeah. the defending champs. They still have Mahomes. The The Bills with Allen, if they get in there and, and win the division, they're going to be tough to beat. Miami could get hot as hell on offense. We know that. When they have Waddle and Hill there, they can score on anybody. And uh, Mike McDaniel's only a playoff game that we've seen of him, he nearly took down the Bills with Skylar Thompson. And Joe Flacco's playoff history tells you he can get hot as hell, and they, you know they can rush the passer. Uh, so I, I think there's a, I think it's much easier in the NFC. I agree, and it's like if let's say you run into the number one buzzsaw, I you can say whatever you want about Lamar Jackson's playoff history. I think he's a different quarterback this year than he has been in years past. I think that offense is different, and the defense is great. Like I think. There's more paths to beating San Francisco than like if you get if if you're a team that's running hot and you get the 49ers down 14 points, I think Brock Purdy's in a bad spot. I think Lamar Jackson and the, and the Ravens are capable of coming back from that a little more easily just because of the type of player he is and and, and what probably. He does. But again, yeah. he's got to prove it in the postseason. It's a big for sure. It's a big postseason for him. Number one seed, you got to go win those games. And to Prisco's point about his struggles. Uh, Lamar has started four playoff games, and the Ravens have averaged 13 points per game in those playoff games. So there's some context to those games, though. Like the Chargers game, they got I caught a White Heart Chargers team, and Lamar had been inserted midway I mean, through the season. Start, though he'd only he'd only started half the season. Yeah, yeah. you give them something. And, for then, the and then the, the Titans, the Titans game, they had game too much time when they off. were the number one seed and favored by ten points. What's what's their excuse there, Brenton? Well, the, the the excuse there was, and it was whoever gets a double digit lead in this game is going to roll because neither team is built to come back. Well, well, you're number one seed, you're you the number one trailer at home, you, right. and you don't play well. What were your num- What was his numbers in that game? Oh, he was terrible. Look, no, Dean. No, he ended up throwing for like. 400 yards because they were playing from behind because they were channeling by right. three touchdowns. Right, right. But I'm saying like he he was like he couldn't throw to the outside. The offense wasn't built to that offense with Greg Roman wasn't built to come back, is all I'm saying. So you shouldn't yeah. be trailing as you're a 10 point favorite at home, as Pete just said. You shouldn't have been in that situation. And then they lost to the Bills in the divisional round uh in the 2020 season. That was a 17 3 game in Buffalo. Weird, weird year 2020. You're gonna chalk that up because they actually won a playoff game that year. So we should we not count that or? <laughs> we count I, and then I, you know, I know you mentioned that, but I'd be curious to see what Flacco averaged in the postseason when he was there. I bet um, I mean, 20, 20 something, and you think that those teams were all heavily on defense, right? You would think. Yeah. Oh, then Lamar, mean, didn't, could, Lamar, Lamar didn't play against Cincinnati last year either. I was going to say, you could argue that the Ravens' best playoff game in Lamar's tenure was against the Bengals, that they probably win if there's not a 99-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Man, he's been Lamar's been sacked. He started four games in the playoffs, 
How many times do you think he's been sacked in the playoffs? Four games, four, three, a oh, one and three in well, those games. I think Start the Chargers three. got him a bunch because they, they, they did. What, yeah. So, got him how seven many times? times? Yeah, they got, I knew they got him a bunch. So, what is, he's been sacked 14 times? 19 times in four oh. playoffs. Four playoffs. That's, that's no good. Um, okay. And one quick thing, too, is that I feel like, They've also run into these buzz saws of uh, hot, hot teams. Well, not even hot teams because it's not like the Titans went on and went to the Super Bowl, but more of pretty okay, smart defensive minds. Sean McDermott is a very smart defensive mind. Mike Rabel is a very smart defensive mind. So these the smart defensive guys who had time to sit down and say, all right, we have to. This isn't a regular season game where. I'm spending 90% of my time on Lamar Jackson. Gus Bradley did a good Gus Bradley did a good well, job. Yeah, Gus Bradley was the Chargers defense equator. So that's three. Well, I'll, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this too. I'll tell you this too. On the 2019 game, I remember Pete coming on this podcast and saying that Dean Pease, and I can't remember exactly why you had this take. But you were like, Dean Pease's defense is built to contain this. Uh, oh, because Dean Pease had gone against um the Kaepernick and the 49ers and basically the same offense with Greg Roman and had just, and had like had done a really good job, at like uh, being able to sort of reduce. No, what you mean say. Bradley Gus Bradley was the Chargers stopped him. You had a Dean Pease take. I swear. I don't remember that one, but it was Gus, Gus Bradley because Gus Bradley had remember he, he used a different style that game to slow him down. He had like yeah. eight defensive backs. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's so when you have, so yeah, we're talking right. three losses against very, three very good defensive coaches. So you kind of look around in the AFC and who's that kind of, you know, you have Spagnolo with Kansas city, you have McDermott still with Buffalo. Uh, Cleveland has a very good defense. So you do have teams that I think, Jim Schwartz is Cleveland's defensive coordinator. Right. So, yeah. So there's three very good defense. Vic Fangio in Miami. So, I mean, and yes, Miami just got rolled. But again, the playoffs are different when they're just going to sit down and and get crazy on paper and say, all right, we've got to be different to stop Lamar. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I do think that part of why, one, the offense had stagnated under Greg Roman. But uh, two, I think this is why they brought in Todd Munkin is that they needed to be able to win in the playoffs by throwing the football. And then if they if they if they need to, they can activate Lamar's legs. But this has not been a Lamar like 2019 was very much a Lamar is running, and then you know, we'll build the passing game off of the threat of Lamar running with play action stuff with read options, RPOs, etc. This is much more of a Lamar is in control of this passing attack, and then the running game kind of builds off of it. So to, I, I do think no, he's that, a better quarterback now than he was then. Yeah, much I understand that I think that the style of offense and how he's a better the fact that he's a better quarterback, which he is gives me much more like uh sort of leads more create lends more credence to the idea that the or Ravens are not be, you think it's gonna be Baltimore and San Francisco then? I think it's gonna be Buffalo and, and the Rams. Well you picked that before the season so you're sticking to it. But I have Buffalo and 49ers before season. Oh you did? Yeah. You're jumping ship on Yeah, what are you doing? I mean I'll take Buffalo and the 49ers. I hope that's right. I hope I look like a genius. I had Jacksonville and the 49ers and I don't like it. Anybody I have the Cowboys, Cowboys breach. I have the Cowboys. I'm, I'm glad I have the Cowboys. I'm fine with it. Well, and I you're, stuck you're with you're my pick. The Cowboys, are, the Cowboys are now the number three team in the in the power rankings, breach. The Cowboys are the number three team in the power rankings. Who should be? Who should be? Uh, look, Pete, here's my question. <laughs> breach pod. The refs bailed them out on Saturday. I no. am the number one Cowboys defender in the world. I am breach bot 3,000. 
Uh, but look, if they had lost on Saturday, that would have been three straight losses. If you want to move the Cowboys off a spot or two, I get it. But six spots to number three? What? What is going on here to Jerry Jones? Well, here's, how much why, here's why. How much did he pay you? Okay, you keep talking about – everybody talks about the end of that game. What about the stupid tripping penalty that didn't really happen? The game would have been over. We would have never had that stuff happen at the end of the game. So, you know, everybody, everybody always goes crazy about a certain call. And it was, it was obvious because it was – they were trying to – okay, the Lions were trying to dupe – the Cowboys and they ended up duping themselves. How about that? Nobody ever says that. No, that's fine. I'll give that to you, but still, it's a okay. one point win. I, I, my buddy, my buddy Adam Gold said that already today. He was like, if the if the Lions just play this straight up and don't go try to be sneaky with the you know so and so is eligible and so and so is eligible. But if you just run the play where you've got Taylor Decker out, like you're just like Taylor Decker is eligible. We're not being sneaky. The Lions are still not looking. I mean, the Cowboys are still playing defense against Amron St. Brown and Sam Laporta. Like right. they're not looking right. for the Lions. There was no need for that. There was no need yeah. for that. Plus, it was announced that Skipper was was the eligible player, so the Cowboys obviously didn't think that Decker was eligible. Right. Well, and I think that's the reason we haven't heard the NFL say anything because they don't feel the need to. It's like the ref didn't really do anything wrong here. It was just a bizarre situation. But as Prisco said. The bigger call definitely was when they called a tripping on the Cowboys when and it, it was, was clearly a tripping on Hutchinson, uh, which because they had a first, said, that would have been a that would have been a, a second and two. Well, who knows? Maybe it was there wasn't a fifteen yard penalty because it was tripping, so it knocked them back fifteen yards, and then he threw it, which was dumb to be. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Mike McCarthy, so let's not say that yeah, they were locked the over because maybe he calls I'll, a pass play on third and two. No, he would have run the ball again, and then they would have got a first down, and the game's over. It, it wouldn't even come down to that situation. So how how uh, how concerned are you? And look, the guy's got a Super Bowl win. He deserves credit for what he's done in, in, in Dallas this year. I know he's your boy. I'm not, I'm not dragging him. I'm saying Mike McCarthy tends to get conservative in the playoffs. How, how concerned are you with Mike McCarthy? Not. not. This, this is, Dak's a different guy now. I mean, they, oh. could, they could throw it around. I, I, no, I'm not. Uh, Mike, how dangerous Mike, are the Cowboys? Conservative how, by the way. With, like in, you're talking about in Green Bay when he was in Seattle and he kicked the field yeah. goals. And yeah. you know what? If it doesn't come down to this stupid onside kick, he wins the damn game. He did it right. He did it right. They were, That's the game you won. Catch the onside kick and the game's over. So it clearly the strategy worked. What didn't work is the moron who touched the onside kick. Fair. What, which game are we talking about? Uh, the the yeah, when, when, when Martellus Bennett was. Every analytics. Oh, the NFC title game. The NFC yeah. title game. Anybody goes back, the analytics guys all go back. Oh, if he hadn't kicked the field goals, he would have won the game. He's in a position to win the game. But all he has to do is recover an onside kick. So did the analytics work of kicking those two field goals? Of course they did. Well, he lost, so no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I just I do think that I do think that Mike McCarthy, by virtue of um, some of the losses for and look, the, you know, Sean Payton didn't catch the same crap, but but because he's just sort of a different approach as a coach. But if you look at some of these losses, like. The Saints had those three just insane losses back to back to back um, to close out Drew Brees' career. And then the Packers had sort of the same thing, just three insane back to back to back losses like with Rodgers in the playoffs. Sometimes playoff games, and I think McCarthy stuff is compounded by the final plays against San Francisco the last two years, which haven't necessarily, you know, the first one with the DAC, the DAC run and they didn't have the time. Um, that one's a little bit like the, the the Lions and the two point conversion stuff last year with the Zeke the Zeke snap that was just you know, they weren't going to win. By the, the way, game. by the way, we we you know we're giving um, crap for guys kicking field goals. 
You think Dan Campbell would have ha- liked to have his field goal that he passed on in the first in the, in the mm. first half at the end of that game? How about, how about and, have, would, would any of that other crap have mattered if he had kicked the field goal when he needed to kick the field goal? Or, no. or how about you? How about you kick the extra point when you're when you're on the seven yard line? Yeah, that was a that was another issue. Uh, I mean, like, and the situation Prisco was talking about was the fourth and goal from the four yard line. It's not like this was the one or two. But the NFC title game. Just real quick, going back to that game, which where the Packers blew. Uh, 16 to nothing lead in the second half. That was a situation where McCarthy had fourth and goal at the one yard line twice in the first quarter. I, you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. That's why it, it, you're at the one yard line twice. Go and, and go for go a touch ahead. on the first quarter. And, and do they win the game if the guy catches the onside kick? Yeah, so yes. you're pinning it on that one play well, when I'm pinning it. Because it, it's played out the way it was supposed to play out. No, because if you get a touchdown in either situations, it doesn't come down to an onside kick. It's played out the way it was supposed hey, look, to. Hey, look, nothing, hey. You're talking about the tripping call where none of the other stuff would have mattered if the tripping what if, what if, okay. had been called what correctly. What was the score when the Seattle came back? What was the score when Seattle got the onside kick, came back, and won the game? Uh, well, the Packers were up 19-7 to at one point. Right. And right. then they scored a touchdown to make it 19-14. Then they kicked the onside kick recovered, went down and scored again to make it 22-19. But then the Packers tied it and went to overtime, so they still could have won in overtime. Look, hindsight is 20-20. It always is. Just like in the next segment, how we're going to oh show. Pete, Pete, you actually haven't seen these. These are our bold predictions from the podcast before the season, and we're going to have you grade how bad our bold predictions were next. Pete gets a ripoff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hindsight is 2023 or 2024, as Harry put in the chat. Um, so we did some bold predictions before the season. Now, Pete, bear in mind, these are these are not intended to be like they're not intended. You're not you're not supposed to be right. Okay. Like like, like you're gonna say somebody rushes for 30 3,500 yards. That's a bold prediction. I mean, you can't well, how, right, right, right. how well, well it would be. I think like like Tyreek Hill. I don't think anybody had this one, but Tyreek Hill breaks the single season receiving yards record. That's you know that, that that's not that bold. So, well, we we looked him up with the odds. It had to be like fifteen to one or greater. All right, go ahead. Okay, so we're gonna start. We mentioned the Cowboys before. We're gonna start. Mine go with downhill John. after this. Mine go. Yeah, this, is, this, this is about as good. My as My only good age. one. Thanks for starting. Uh, nice. And, and producer Harry has done some awesome sort of uh, musical work. Pete, I know how you love. The harp. Let's hear Breach's first poll prediction. Dak Prescott wins MVP. Okay. He is plus 2,500 odds. My- 
All right, Pete. Hold on, hold on, Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete, you were going to... I think we had some stuff we were going to say. Like, like, oh, yeah, you're going to rank smart, stupid, or what the hell were you thinking uh, based on these? That's smart. I think so, too. I think it's it's a really good one. And and you know what? He was in the conversation for a long time. Yeah. So that one's smart. We'll give. I mean, it I think one. like we were doing. We did um, MVP ballots for uh, for the site today, and I think um, I see Dak as a second vote in multiple spots. Wow, Dak's gonna, Dak's going to end up being like where where is Dak on your ballot right now, Pete? Who's your top five as of today? I don't know. Uh, my top is Lamar because he's going to. Yeah, win. I mean Lamar's Lamar's Lamar. He's not going to be unanimous, but it's going to be close. It'll be Lamar. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen will be in there. Josh uh, Allen's my McCaffrey slash Purdy and Dak. Those are the guys. Right? You're going to have McCaffrey. What about Stafford? Did he freeze or did he just get disgusted? Or is he? Like, ah, I thought he. I thought he got <laughs> disgusted. Oh my god! I thought he was like, I thought he, so you first. Stafford's not in the top five. I don't see how you can have Purdy and CMC in the top five when they're on the same team and one guy's throwing the other. Yeah, you could have both of them. No, you should have Stafford in the top five. Did you have Tua? Or did he play himself uh, out of the week? Two, I, I debated between Tua and CMC for number five. I, I sent mine and it was Lamar, Stafford, Allen, Dak, and CMC. You have Stafford second? I'm just, nobody else is voting for I'm I'm just, I'm trying to make this push. I need you to vote for Stafford because of his bold prediction. Do we have, do you want to go ahead and go to the, uh, Harry, I don't know if we can go to this one or not, but I'm going to try it. We can throw out. One of my bold predictions was that Matthew Stafford would what? My bold prediction is that Matthew Stafford receives at least one MVP vote in 2023. I mean, the the catch here, though, is that it doesn't have to be a first place vote, just any vote. Hey, I don't. That, I didn't think that was that bold because some somebody. <laughs> he's like forty five to one to win it. Yeah, well, but you get to five still get a vote. You got to vote one. You're down the line a little bit, dude. Because... Dude, Stafford getting an MVP vote before the season. The Rams win total was seven and a half. Yeah, Harry well, cut these. Harry cut these short. What the hell is going to happen in this league? No, I that's not. I you know what. That's not that bold. Are you uh, saying it's stupid, or what the hell were you thinking? I mean, you're saying it's stupid. No, it's not stupid. I think it's actually it's actually not that it's actually pretty smart, to be honest. With you. Oh, oh, oh well, Pete, thank you. Smart but not bold. Um all right. It well, like I don't want to I don't want to make myself look too good. So how about I show you one involving the Atlanta Falcons? The Atlanta Falcons will finish with the most wins in the entire NFL. Oh, come on. Now that was just grade A stupidity. I mean, there are some things that you say for clickbait, but you, I can't even give you credit for clickbait because it's the Falcons. They don't have a they don't have a like a huge following. So no. No, <laughs> there's no what were you thinking? What do you oh think Desmond God. Wooden was gonna turn into Patrick Mahomes? No, uh, here's the thought process. They had Easy and I mean, like, I stand by this looking at the schedule after they played the Jaguars in week four, they were two and two, and they played their two hardest games of the entire year against Detroit and Jacksonville. They beat Houston, 
They lost to the Commanders at home by eight points. They lose to the Titans in a single one score game. They lose to the Vikings in a one score game. They lose to the Cardinals. No, but the idea was if 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 they utilize their weapons and if Bijan Robinson is like baby Derrick Henry, I mean the you lose to the Titans, Vikings with no quarterback, and the Cardinals in, in three straight games. That was a stupid to, one. That was a really stupid. You can't don't don't try and justify it. It was a stupid one. I'm just saying that they have a bunch of one score games. Arthur Smith okay. has it was so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was like sixty to one. It was a long shot, was, um, and you lost all that money. Yeah. Uh, uh, super prediction. Breach had something to say about Harry's Miami Dolphins in the AFC East. But my bold prediction here is that the Miami Dolphins finish in last place in the <sighs> AFC East. You know what? They were never finishing in last place. The Patriots always were, but I, I don't. I think I had them finishing third. So I don't. I don't. What the hell do I know? But mm. if Aaron Rodgers plays, do they finish third? That's that. That's the clarification here. Is that I had the Dolphins finishing at nine and eight in last place, assuming that they lost to the Jets twice. So if Aaron Rodgers had been out, I had known that. Obviously, I wouldn't put him in last place. So. Yeah, that that kind of gets an asterisk next to it, I think, because because I'll division. take that. By the way, one quick thing, breach. When would you guys film that? When did we film? Breach, what? breach looks like a different human being. He does. He? You've aged twenty years and during the football season. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> September tenth. You also look like I think you look like you've lost weight during the football season. You were bulkier then. No, I mean, he, looks, he looks all clean shaven and like cheery and happy. He got beat down by the season. It's my hair. I had just gotten a fresh haircut, and now I'm not getting a haircut until the Super Bowl. So we've got to wait a couple of weeks. Why would you wait till the Super Bowl to get your haircut? Well, I'm going to wait till a few weeks, till till like two more. Weeks. I don't know. You, if we could put the, if, if Harry could put up side by sides, it's <laughs> amazing how much younger and fresher you look in September than you do now. You look kind of, you look kind of jacked though. In that, you look like you were like had been working out like beefy, and I don't know. And now I let it like, all go, guys. That's what happens when you have a three-year-old and you're trying to do this job working 70 hours a week, week or, the season. Or it's just the job. Like we used to say, fat ball season. Remember, Brinson? Fat oh, ball yeah. season. Oh, yeah. It oh, beats yeah. you down. You're eating bad food. You're doing this and that. It's just bad. It beats you down. But, yeah. And but I'm, I'm getting on those epic for, for January, so I look okay at the Super Bowl. You should. By the way, you look so different. Though. I, I don't. I'm not saying if it's good or bad. You just look like a different dude. I, We're I also this- coming off of a, a weekend where I drank more than I usually do. So I'm, I think my body's still trying to push out the alcohol. Wait, are you talking about you? You currently are, or you were then? Yeah, this past this past weekend, yeah. New Year's Eve weekend. I don't think you look bad. I think you just look. You just look very. All right, look. When the next one I comes had, up, I, drank, I didn't drink on New Year's. I drank Friday night. I drank. That's a good plan. I'm I just saying. I went to see Dave Chappelle. What? what? Yeah. How was that? Not that good. What? Serious? Disappointing. I'm not is sure it, you're his, his target new, audience. Was it his new special? Oh, I love Dave Chappelle. I think it's. I think his show's great. This one was not. It, it was almost really? like, well, he just kept losing his train of thought. I don't know. You know, he was drinking the new, during the show. The new stand-up special he did is is good, but it's not like it's a little. It feels a little looser. Like a little yeah, less, like it, it, I don't know. Just what it wasn't. 
it wasn't what I expected it to did be. He tell the Jim, did he tell the Jim Carrey joke? No, he did not. Uh, have you heard but, that joke? Yeah, I heard it. But okay. he's he's it, he's great. He just wasn't great that night, and it was a little disappointing. Mm. Just like I saw Jezelnik a couple weeks ago, a month How's ago. That? He's one of my all-time favorites, and his wasn't as good. Really? I think I think you know you know you should have you should have hit up uh should have told gone yeah Rosenthal and yeah. Jesenick were uh, were roommates in college. I love Jesenick. I think he's hysterical. Yeah. But uh so I, I went to three shows in the last three months. I saw Dave Chappelle, paid way too much for that. Saw Anthony Jesenick, who I really love, and I saw Chicago for three hours. They played by far and away the best show was Chicago. It wasn't That's even close. Amazing. Um okay, I've got an AFC prediction. As this well, well, <laughs> it's be a, be a, you know what? Wait, do we want to? Uh, let's see. We need to get one more here first. Um, that's oh, breach, breach had a prediction about the AFC South. Here, Brinson's Jags do not finish uh, as the number one overall seed because they don't even win their division. Yeah, Tennessee wins the AFC South. You want to? I well, forgot the, the order may have spoiled what mine was, but well, yeah, I mean, okay, it's not that stupid because the Titans are always tough, and you figure they're going to win nine, ten games every year. So that wasn't. I can't. I can't say that one's that dumb. I. It's not that dumb either because the the and this is like how I try to look at these bowl predictions too. Is like the premise was that the AFC South is way more wide open. Than you think it is like people are like right. it was people the Jags right. are like minus one seventy and right. we got three nine and seven teams going into week eighteen in the AFC South it just happens that Tennessee went zero and five in the division uh, is is not one of them and also five of their losses were by four points or less but well but well, you can do now, that with almost every team that, that, no, that, that no, is, a lot of the time it's one score we're talking four points or less. I mean, that's, but that was that's, my that was my point about the Falcons too. Is like the Falcons were going to be baby baby Tennessee and just sort of like have these games that were, and that's that's part of the danger and the the fragility when you build your roster that way too. Like you are not guaranteeing yourself, like like the Dolphins are going to win several games each year by just blowing somebody out. The Titans right. and the and the and the Falcons are never going to blow anybody out. Really, I think right. the Falcons. I don't Titans have the quarterback. Yeah, Titans had that one win over the Bengals, twenty eight three. I think that's what it. Uh, okay, my the final one for me, which would be a nice springboard into the Jaguars. My Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out Duval. Finish as the number one seed in the AFC. It's not stupid because you copied my paper. I told you that all summer, <laughs> and I'm as stupid as you are. Um, it, 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 I, mine was compounded by the stupidity of the second part of mine which was Trevor Lawrence would be the MVP. Mm. I think also part of it too is Jacksonville had the easy schedule. They had the easy schedule, but then, you know, you lose to the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Bucks four straight games. If you just split those games, the Jaguars are, let's say you beat, they could have beaten the Ravens. We talked about it a minute ago. I mean, unlike, you know, they've got blown out, but I mean, they like, if you split those games, you're you're at 11 wins. You're not that far off of the number one seed in the AFC. No, and and th- this team, and I've told you this many a time, I think they get they're fat and happy. I've heard that from people that when they start mm. playing well, 
The work doesn't get put in the same way. Ooh. And you saw that. You saw that. And then last week with their backs against the wall, and granted they're playing Carolina, but that defense looked like a different defense on tape the other day. They were flying around. They got sacks. Josh Allen, by the way, should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. He's not getting much recognition. He's second in the league in sacks with 16 and a half. He's been outstanding. How about this? If you told me, and I'm going to give Tony Baselli, my buddy who I do the radio show with, predicted before the season that Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen would combine for 23 to 25 sacks. And I told him, I said, if they do that, they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Well, they have, and they're probably not. So that tells you it went wrong on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, that's true. Offense has been uninspiring, to say the least. There have been little stretches and glimpses where – and that's what we talked about this last week were teams that can just get hot. Um, speaking of the Jaguars playing the Super Bowl, you don't get off scot-free, Pete. Throw it up, Harry. Oh, no. Yeah, the Jag Jaguars are still alive to go to the Super Bowl, I should point out. Um, the only two predictions here that are totally dead. The Chargers. Wilson, Wilson having the Chargers over the Eagles and Breach having the Bengals over the Cowboys. Um, Bengals are eliminated, right? Yes. They're eliminated. So you keep an eye on Jacksonville in the playoffs. I'm not kidding. They're getting guys back. <laughs> Tripling down. No, get ah. Cam Robinson back. The offensive line will be better, healthier. The Whoever plays left guard is going to be healthy, whether it's Little or Cleveland. They get Kirk back, and they get Jones back. The problem is everybody's been in and out of the lineup all year, and they had no, no continuity whatsoever. Zero. If I had to rank these predictions right now, I'd say Brinson's in the best spot because he has Bills 49ers. If you're listening to the audio agree. version, we have our, our six Super Bowl preseason picks up here. Uh, I would put Dubin at number two, Chiefs 49ers, Prisco at number three with 49ers Jags, Tyler Sullivan at number four with Eagles Ravens, me at number five with Bengals Cowboys, and Ryan Wilson at number six with Chargers Eagles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the only the only argument where you would take Dubin over me, Chiefs over 49ers, is... The Bills aren't in the playoffs yet, right? I mean, like I could mine mine could be dead on, on Sunday night too. But yeah, I, I think um having Bills over and I don't I, I think if the Bills get to the Super Bowl, they will beat the 49ers if they play them. I think if the Bills get to the Super Bowl, they're winning the Super Bowl. Like if, if they're running that hot that they make it that far, I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. So if let's see how that plays out. So if they're the two, if they win this week, they're the two, they play the seven. That would be um the winner of the Indy, Indy, Pittsburgh, or Houston. We'll beat that team. Or Jacksonville. Um, and then and then they'll is Jacksonville, wait, then is Jacksonville out if they No. Jacksonville wins, they're in. They win the division. No, but if Jacksonville loses, they're out of the playoffs. No. Okay. They need a weird, crazy if Pittsburgh wins, there's a, a whole scenario. If Jacksonville lose, I got in front of you. If Jacksonville loses the Denver, they, Raiders game factor. They in. need the Steelers to lose. They need the Broncos to lose. And then uh Colts Titans cannot end in a tie. <laughs> cannot Man, so that, i mean someone has to win right so there is a path there's a path if they lose well, actually get, like broncos or raiders the raiders should easily win that game yeah ravens and ravens Ra steelers at ravens steelers are four point favorites but we yet to see yeah, Harbaugh the announce, are start, now it sounds like the ravens might play some guys i feel like they're gonna play them for the first half to. and then sit them i think they have to well, too. here's the other thing about that there's only so many guys you could sit down Right. I mean, guys yeah. have to play. It's not like a college roster where you have 95 guys. You got to play. Yeah, Harry you, made that you, point. Harry made that point after the Bradley Chubb injury. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, you want to sit every. You'd love to be up thirty points and sit everybody, but you can't do that. You have, you have your rosters. But you do strong. get your stars out of the game. These yeah. teams that keep the quarterback in. What was Tua doing in at the end of the game? There, what, get him out. Mm. All right. Um, Wait. So, Pete, what path we were going down here? You were going to say the Bills play probably. We'll say the Colts Texans winner. Okay, they'll win that. And then they would play probably the Chiefs, unless there's mm. as long as no, there's no play, upsets. Yeah, they probably no. play the Chiefs, and then they play, and then and then uh, then they'd have to go to Baltimore if Baltimore won. So right. yeah, they'd host oh. the Chiefs though. Host what? the Chiefs, God, that is a yeah. tough path, man. The AFC is just brutal because normally you have this situation where, okay, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are the one seed. We've got to go to Arrowhead, but at least we know it's not happening until the, the conference championship game. And if we get that far, just go in and figure out a way to do it. Now it's like, if you're Buffalo, your reward for getting the two seed is, yes, two home games, but one is against the Chiefs, and then you have to go to Baltimore. Or potentially, you could host if um, if uh, if Jacksonville went into Baltimore and won, or Cleveland went if into Jacksonville wins this week, If Jacksonville wins this week and they're the four seed, there's what going to be three teams that in the playoffs have never been to the Super Bowl. Is that right? Jacksonville, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, and Detroit. The Texans, if they make it too, would be four. The Texans, too, Texans, yeah. yeah, wow. Could have four teams that have never been wow. in the Super Bowl in the postseason. So, how many franchises would you have that haven't won a Super Bowl? Jacksonville, Cleveland, Buffalo. That haven't been to one. That haven't been to one. I just meant haven't won one. That haven't been to one. Well, there's a Those lot that have never been won to one. one. 12 teams, there's, there's 12 teams that have never won one, there's but never been to one is different, right? I've just been in the playoffs too. Like, how many have never won one? Is it like, is there but can you imagine what the ticket would cost if it was Cleveland and Detroit? Oh my god, oh, that's what we were talking about. This, do you think that CBS bosses, our bosses, like our the big wigs at, at CBS Sports, would be happy or like miffed if it was Cleveland, Detroit? No, they want the Cowboys. Oh, you think so? Well, right, right. But if they, if I mean, it yeah. is Browns Lions, Vegas would be rowdy because the fan base is everyone. Vegas would of, be unhinged if it was Browns Lions. Everyone like, a Browns seen, fan within three thousand miles would be in Las Vegas. Whether and they would be getting Vegas. really, really drunk, like dirty, like Rust Belt drunk. Yeah, it would it, be great from a fan standpoint for being at the venue, but from a TV standpoint, I don't think so. I don't know though. I feel like if it were like those, like those two franchises have lost so much, it's like the ultimate loser bowl. It just like one of those franchises is coming away with a Super Bowl ring, and the other is just left just completely. The ones, they, the ones they don't completely don't want. They don't want Jacksonville. They never do, and they don't want the Texans. Right. Well, on the NFC side of things, you want San Francisco. Wait, and to Dallas. answer guys, answer Pete's question real quick. It, the Browns, Lions, Jags, and Texans are the only four teams that have ever been to a Super Bowl, right. so they all could be in the playoffs. That's amazing. Okay. Wow, that is amazing. I think um, Indy, Houston, bad. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Cleveland, Kansas City, all, Miami, all Baltimore, good. All, good. all good. Baltimore, good. Baltimore, good. Yeah, they love Lamar. They love Baltimore. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm just thinking from a national. Yeah, that, yeah. That, no, that has national relevance. Lamar's okay. there. The MVP. San Francisco, San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit, all good. Right. I mean, I think Detroit in the Super Bowl would be an incredible story. It would be a great story, but from a from a TV market standpoint, is it a good? It's not Dallas. It's not San Francisco. It's not a. It's not even Green Bay. It's not a legacy franchise like that. I mean, it is, but they haven't won, so it's not. Really I know, but I feel story. like I feel like the fact that they haven't won the stakes would be so raised. 
If you had to rank the NFC teams on what the networks would want, the Lions would not be in the top three. Uh, what's Dallas is one, obviously. Green Bay 49ers two. Niners or Packers probably two. 49ers, yeah. Yeah, and even 49ers. the Eagles. And even the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. Uh, would the Lions be ahead of the Buccaneers? Yes. I would, yeah, Lions, just Lions, are ahead of the, Lions are ahead of the Rams too, right? Probably. But yeah. get the LA because you normally you'd say, well, you get the LA market. And the LA get that, and well, the LA market doesn't really care about the Rams that much right. either. Also, the Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Right. I no. I think I think Lions would I be. That. I think Lions rank and Browns. NFC, okay, let, rank the potential AFC teams. Um, from a network Miami standpoint. Miami's one, right? No, from a network standpoint. You, Kansas City. They want Patrick Mahomes again. Yes. Okay. Kansas City. Michael Jordan every every year. Yes. I would say Lamar's probably two. The Ravens. I think Miami's yeah. over the Ravens. Miami's Miami would probably be three. Yep. No, if the Steelers get in, they'd be one, they'd be one of the top ones. Oh, yeah. yeah easy. Yeah. Yeah. But they're the ninth seed. Mason well, Rudolph and the Steelers. Jacksonville and Houston are the bottom two, no doubt, if they get in. Yes. And Indianapolis isn't that great either. No. Um, Buff, I think, Buff, see, I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo is up there too. Well, like if Buffalo you got if, from two standpoints, Buffalo has a, now they have a national type team with Josh Allen playing, yep. but more than that, they would descend on Las Vegas. Like it was like they closed the city up. Bill's Bill's lions would be spicy. Hey, wait. And as, uh, our boy Clarence, you mentioned in the comments, not only do the chiefs have Patrick Holmes, you have the Taylor Swift factor. Which brings in a completely oh, oh, different yeah. audience. That's a good point. That's a good and point. And now rating so so Chiefs Cowboys, I think, is what the Chiefs uh, Cowboys would be Chiefs Cowboys. Yeah. Chiefs Cowboys is like like <laughs> you can't it's a it's a free for all, like not not just in the like not not the fans, it's a free you know, it's like like the way Bills and Lions fans would behave if they if their teams got to the Super Bowl is how executives would behave if it was Chiefs and Cowboys. All right, Pete's gotta go. We're gonna take a break when we come back. Breach is going to blind rank would-be NFL competitive, le uh, competitive leagues against the NFL or something. Next. Bye, Pete. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand Alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? This is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. All right, historian Harry has come up with Pete's gone, obviously. Breach and Brinson here has come up with a it's a pretty fun one. Blind rankings, upstart football leagues. Breach. Now, am I reading them to you, and you're ranking them? I'm reading them to you. Okay. So you, yeah, because have you, have you, I've already looked. Have you looked? I have not looked. Good. 
Um, okay. I don't look at the blind rankings anymore because I know there's an 80% chance Pete is going to have to leave. 99% chance. And that one the of us first one up, the World Football League, founded in 1973, inaugural season 1974, ceased to exist 1975. The final champions, the Birmingham Americans, which is quite a name. Uh, Gary Davidson, the driving force behind the league. He started to help start the ABA, the moderately successful ABA, according to Wikipedia. Please, ABA was great. ABA joined the NBA, made a bunch of money, I think, but or maybe not. Either way, the World Football League did not bring any teams into the NFL. Where would you rank the World Football League, Breach? Yeah, I'm going to put the World Football League at number four. I'm going to go off my strategy. Oh, of I like it. I like three. it. I think the producer, Harry, may be onto the idea that it was just going to be you as well and was thinking, yeah. all right, Breach is going to go three with World Football League. Um. Next up, any mm. thoughts on the World Football League? Who are the uh, zero. I don't, yeah, this if, nothing. The uh, teams. Yeah, we we weren't. Uh, I'm glad they named to... it after the whole world, though. Yeah, the World Football League. Welcome to the World Football League. They had a dicker rod instead of the chain gang, according to Harry, which is fascinating. Um, Fun fact: They actually signed. The Toronto Northmen. <laughs> These names are amazing. Signed uh, Larry Zonka at one point. Got it. Uh, at this take- point, NFL did not have free agency either. So that was sort of part of the process, I think. All right. Number two. The XFL. Uh, I, look, when the XFL came out back in 2000, 2001, whatever it was, Vince McMahon just I mean, it was, you had to watch it. It was must-see TV, watching all the new rules, the fun-shaped football, different colors, different from the NFL. You were getting your football. It's like, if you're starting a football, you should not copycat the NFL because the NFL is the NFL. You're not going to beat them on skill or talent. You've got to implement new rules to make people want to watch and make it spicy. I'm going to put the XFL at number one. Wow. I don't I, I was that entertained by the XFL as a kid that I, I cannot think of another sports league. I know there's obviously other ones, but I'm putting the XFL at number one. The um XFL is a joint venture between the between the NBC between NBC and WWW WWE owned subsidiary WWE Properties International. Um the idea being, you know, you had um Eventually, by the way, sold to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. and But you had the the idea being that it was like a wrestling-style league, right? I mean, like that was like the whole thing. It was disrupt. So you it was basically, ran into the football instead of a coin toss. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's there we go. The opening scramble. And somebody got yeah. injured on the first one ever. Um, what a great, great. You need to do an off-season podcast about all these different leagues. Are you XFL number one? Of course, the XFL tried to come back. Yeah, this is. I'm talking about the first version of the XFL. Right. I did not, and I'm probably going to regret this. I'm guessing there's going to be one in there. It's probably better, but I don't care because I love the, the XFL. number. The next one up, the CBS, briefly owned by CBS Sports or our TV partner. So I don't think it matters now, though. The uh, Alliance of American Football or the AAF, founded by Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian. That's right, 
William Patrick Polian Jr., the man who claimed he also had a first-round grade on Thomas Patrick Edward Brady the fourth. That's not Tom Brady's real name. Uh, Tom Dundon was actually the guy who shut it down. Tom Dundon, the Carolina Hurricanes owner, was involved in this as well. They had some big cash behind this thing. The AAF filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy on April 17th, 2019, uh, just one just about a year after they launched in March 20, 2018, there were some pretty big horror stories about how everything ended. But, um, you know, at a time, it's crazy to think, Breach, in like 2019, it was like right before the, the pandemic, everybody's like, we need more football leagues. And like fired them up. It was like, oh, that's not great timing. Yeah. So if you're, uh, describing this league by mentioning the word horror stories that is an automatic red flag <laughs> in my books as harry noted young way Koo did come out of this league which is its one redeeming factor i'm putting the aaf at five wow um what there troy palomalo was involved in this league jk mckay you know who it is all right finally that means your number two team well, there's two right. left, right? Two left. Did I skip one. Oh, I did skip one. Whoops. Here it is. Oh, the no, USFL founded in 1982 and inaugural season 1983 ceased operations in 1986. There's a common theme about all of these. They don't last very long. Um, it's the total opposite of the, of the PGA tour and, and live in that like the live comes in with a bunch of money and is able to take it over. NFL is very good about quashing out the opposition. Yeah, I'll put USFL at number two. I feel like they did well enough. They signed some of the NFL's biggest stars. I think Jim Kelly. Uh, they had a future president as one of the uh, owners, right? Steve Young. Donald Trump was an owner. So the, 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 the USFL was fun. So I'm going to put them at number two. Um, Yeah. Reggie White. And then they sued the NFL and won, but only got $1. Oh, that's right. I think it feels like if the USL, USFL had come around later, like the USFL was the closest one to like getting like actually, like actually taking any chunk of the breaking NFL's through. business, breaking yeah. through, right? Um, well, they were throwing money and stealing players, but then, you know, you got to sell tickets and get your TV deal in place, and that stuff just didn't happen. Sure, it did not. It's hard to build. It's hard to fight the NFL, as it turns out. Brinson, if we would have been live in the 80s, we could have been USFL bloggers. We missed our calling. God, that would have been, remember when we were doing like AAF blogs? It was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> They're like, hey, you got to talk about the AAF on the podcast once a week. It's like, no, I think I'm fine. Um, finally, the Arena Football League, the AFL, founded in 1986, 36. 38 years ago. Still functional? Yeah, I think it's coming back like next year. They oh, yeah. Just, maybe 2025 or 2024. They just announced that in the past few months. Yeah, so I guess technically still functional. Um, with that in mind, I actually love arena football. I like going to it. It's so much different than... Didn't Jay Gruden NFL. play in arena football or is that the CFL? Jay Gruden... Fun fact, one of my buddies from Hanover College was the AFL Rookie of the Year 
in 2007. Shout out to Brett Dietz. Um, so he went from being a D3 quarterback to the AFL rookie of the year. He's now the head coach of the DePaul Tigers, a D3 football team. So, you know what? I'll put the AFL three because I don't have a choice. <laughs> That's right. All right. Good stuff. I feel like uh, that would have been a good one for Pete. That's okay. Uh, Pete is a busy man. We can't always refuses keep to him show around. up. And refuses to show up for the third segment of this show. We, of course, show up every day. And we'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, with our pick show for week 18. We'll have a recap show on Sunday night. And then we'll be prepping for the playoffs. You can, you can count on us Ooh. for playoff recap shows more than you've ever dreamed of or, or the, the usual number. That'll do it for us today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, turn on alerts. If you watch, if you just listen to the podcast, give us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Happy New Year for Pete, for Breach. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.